0: Hey, uh, how's uh, <laughs> how's married life?
1: <laughs> oh, you know the old ball and chain. Am I right? Oh man, wives suck. <laughs> if you're lucky, husbands rule and wives suck. <laughs> yeah, I like
0: that. Bro. I like that blowjob joke. I'm
1: I'm so glad I'm recording this from my man cave. At least you get to have all the sex you want. <laughs> well Guess hello back. back again don't I call it a comeback is back. <laughs> but we did come back to you dear yeah. listener sorry nathan had to get married i had to get married it was in the yeah, contract
0: so, uh, it's a shotgun wedding <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> so many shotguns yeah so uh uh this is If you're not aware, this is Think Outside the Box Set. It's a podcast about listening to artists that may be misunderstood, unrecognized, or dismissed. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And we're back, mother truckers. Thanks for bearing with us, everyone. I know uh, it it ended up being, what, two weeks? Three weeks? It was two two okay that's not so bad we had we had the idea that we might record one while camera was in town for my wedding but that turned out to be a dumb bad idea from an yeah it was bad stupid (laughs) people for idiots
0: so not only are we back from our two-week break but we're also back to our uh programming
1: yeah i just walked in to see you here with that sad look upon your face uh that alien remember and then she gets smushed (laughs) i do remember
0: Remember that old that old
1: internet video i do remember that i watched that so many times (laughs) oh so good oh so good that's
0: the that's the good stuff yeah and then like the light
1: falls on it that's freaking hilarious dog
0: oh yeah it's disco ball
1: yeah oh that's it right yeah Yeah. um so yeah thanks for bearing with us for those two weeks everyone um it was very nice season nine married this is season nine cam was in my wedding so thank you cam i was very grateful for that he was a groom's man and uh he's a how about that bachelor party yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah i'll never tell (laughs) free pizza yes yeah (laughs) um yeah so and then i went to Bermuda for a, a minute for for six days and that was super fun and uh i recommend it although it's very expensive so watch out for that
0: is is there is there any part of bermuda that isn't like just a tourist part i have no idea like i've only heard about it in the context of
1: tourism i mean there's there's degrees of tourism i mean bermuda isn't the really interesting thing about bermuda to me one of the interesting things was that I don't know how much of a separation they have between like tourist and non-tourist culture there. Um, so there are places that cater almost exclusively to like cruise ship passengers, for instance. Um, yeah. But then there are places that Bermudians themselves seem to go or some of the less disgusting non-cruise ship tourists seem to go to. Oh, yeah. Or there are people who like go to Bermuda on a continuing basis or something. So there's... right. And, yeah, it's like there, there were no indigenous people there when the Brits arrived. Um, so it's kind of oh, got an interesting shit. culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting place. And their <laughs> accent is uh, fascinating to listen to. It's kind of like 40% New Zealand, 40% South African, and like 20% who serious? knows what. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, I mean, it's descended from like British dialects and... Uh-huh. Irish also I think and then also just whatever like West Indian um accents uh other like I don't know if there's like Dutch influence I I don't know there it's just like a big mishmash so it ends up sounding like Charlot Copley I what? what what is that District 9 Oh um here comes the sweetie man <laughs> A little bit <laughs> It's got a little bit of right. that flavor. But yeah, Bermuda, fun. Interesting. Expensive, though. I can imagine. Yeah, and I came back and I'm a, I'm a little sick. I was joking that Alanis should add a line to the song, Ironic, where she's like, it's like being sick on your honeymoon, because I was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are, why, why are you sick?
1: Uh, just from
0: partying too hard?
1: <laughs> partying so hard, dog. Yeah, me and my bro Cam here, we just like, had a fucking rager of a bachelor party where we did all the stuff, <laughs> all the stuff. You know well, the ones. In
0: case, in case you're just now, uh, in case this is your first episode, uh, I just want you to know that we're not just gonna like talk about our personal lives the entire time. It not will the come entire up, time, but
1: yeah, it just will. Like it 95%. will serve the,
0: a larger purpose. Which is, um, <laughs> oh yeah, as Nathan said, to discuss uh, uh, musical recording artists, and uh, we listen to their entire studio discography, and um, we've listened to Garth Brooks and ICP and Alanis Morissette, and um, we we generally have some sort of thing that we're trying to figure out for each artist. Oh and, uh, yeah, our listeners. I forgot this was um, the first
1: episode of the season, so it is. Thanks yeah, for yeah, setting so we the, the break table. It down a
0: <laughs> yeah and uh (laughs) gotta be a little bit hospitable for
1: new for new listeners i apologize for the long rambling bullshit i just said about bermuda and all of my personal life (laughs) cameron you can cut that out you're the editor now dog that's true oh now it's on me now it's my fault yeah it 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 is your fault you could (laughs) edit this before all the bullshit that i said i'm not fucking doing (laughs)
0: that so season so season nine uh, our li- we had two brackets of listeners suggested artists to cover and we pitted them against e- each other and they all killed each other. And yep. uh, um, the winner was my chemical romance. MCR. Your chemical
1: romance.
0: <laughs> Don't speak for me. It's yeah. my chemical romance. Did you romance. just
1: assume my, ke- my, re- my romance?
0: Our chemical? chemical romance. Um, and uh, I think... Going into this, my sort of question was, uh, what is emo culture, and is My Chemical Romance emo? Because uh-huh. they seem to think that they're not. Or they but seem to claim it, at least. Yeah, they seem to not claim uh, emo culture, or specifically, like, eschew the, the label. Right. Um, but... Uh,
1: I wonder if it's generally it's like the, One of those things like hipster, where people only use it, like outsiders only use it as a pejorative for the community. Basically, yeah.
0: Do emos say what's like, "Hey, my fellow emo, <laughs> what <laughs> up, my emo? You're looking sad today,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cameron? That's a hateful stereotype. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you bigot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, the emo culture as a phenomenon, especially in the mid to late 2000s.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna read some uh, Wikipedia at everyone for a second. Oh, thank uh, God. Emo, and then has the uh, how to pronounce it, um, which is pretty funny to. Oh, rock, it's but, not emo. No, uh, is a rock music genre characterized by an emphasis on emotional expression sometimes through confessional lyrics. It emerged as a style of post-hardcore from the mid-1980s hardcore punk movement in Washington, D.C., where it was known as emotional hardcore or emo-core and pioneered by bands such as Rite of Spring and Embrace. I've never heard of either of these. Me either. Um, Et cetera, reinvented by bands like Sunday Day Real Estate, Jimmy Eat World, uh, Weezer, um, Weezer is it, considered an emo band, really? Yeah. See, I think this is this is the whole thing. It's like <laughs> who gets who gets to decide. Uh, yada yada yada. Skinny jeans, tight t-shirts with band names. Um, yeah. So,
1: uh, hot topic. So hot eyeliner. Topic. Uh, so, white belts, studded belts. Lots of lots all, of belt. All play. music describes. I just I just someone's said, hmm.
0: someone on the discord uh by the way uh we're recording this live on our discord and someone the uh username, someone uh said that their second album was pretty emo I don't know which one was Weezer's second album
1: but oh oh interesting hmm well uh, Weezer. so
0: yeah so it sounds like it's like you know pretty fluid the actual definition
1: of, oh of what it Pinkerton means was their second album Sorry, I just totally interrupted you again. I'm doing a lot of that. <laughs> no worries. Um, so,
0: yeah, I'm interested in the idea of emo and uh, the idea of e- the way that people talked about emo music. Uh, mm-hmm. Or emo culture was like these uh, making fun of people for um, being depressed and for mental illness. Basically, basically, yeah, is, or just like
1: yeah. just for being different, or for aesthetic choices, or basically anything. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and yeah, I'm interested in. I, I think there's there's sort of there was sort of a stereotype that emo people liked music that was, um, or maybe still like music that is over indulgent. In like um, like uh, dramatic sadness
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and hopelessness, mm-hmm. um, and I think that My Chemical Romance uh, flirts with some of that, um, but mostly I would say I, w- I would say that their their music is maybe not positive holistically, but it ha- it is sort of confident in its assertions, mm-hmm. um, and the the sort of characters in it are. Um, Yeah, like, pretty, like, sort of realized characters that have uh, uh, agency, uh, which I think is, yeah, interesting. That being said, uh, I'm pretty bored by this album. I couldn't sing (laughs) back to you a single hook. Uh, It was really
1: underwhelming to me. I was pretty (laughs) underwhelmed also. Um, Well, (laughs) strap in
0: for a good episode, everyone.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it it wasn't very successful in terms of, like, commercial or just, like, garnering a fan base. Their second album was a lot more successful. Um, yeah. And uh, there's this the thing that... Parade
0: seems to be the one that people keep talking about.
1: Yeah, that's their third, I believe. Yeah.
0: And then fourth is their last one. Yeah, so, so short, short
1: season. Short season. So it was season about shorts. Um, th- there's this thing that seems to happen in MCR fandom where there's these elaborate mythologies and stories that are supposedly in the albums that I cannot track this shit down. Yeah. Like, I was like where does this for it come from?
0: Like, <laughs> they're like, this story is about like a deal with the devil and trying to save a, a dead girlfriend.
1: Yeah. It's like, wh- where the, what uh, the fuck? That's, there's yeah. like some vague reference to like 1000 corpses or something on this album somewhere. But yeah. Yeah. So supposedly I don't know if there's
0: liner notes or
1: yeah, so, but that seems to happen with, it seems like basically all of their albums and maybe they get more thematically coherent. Seems like the black parade might be more thematically coherent. Um, or like might maybe the story or the narrative might be expressed more, but, uh, yeah, this one was pretty unclear to me. Um, it, it
0: all seems to revolve around this song called demolition lovers. Yeah. Which are the, these two characters. Uh, um, I mean, maybe we could, uh, break from our normal, format maybe we could just start with that song
1: oh okay
0: do you want to do that sure
1: why not why not why not indeed very last song I like the subtle shade that uh, Wikipedia throws on the idea of the concept of this album. It says, though uh, it, it is generally accepted by the, the, it's this weird, like, okay. So it describes the story. It involves two Bonnie and Clyde esque characters who are eventually gunned down in the desert and uh, blah, blah, uh, blah, blah. Though it is generally accepted by the group's core fan base. This has led some to attribute its supposed existence to overanalysis on the part of hardcore fans.
0: There we go. Subtle
1: shade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is
0: that is that what this is about
1: bonnie and clyde
0: no i mean is that what this song is about
1: though well it has the lines hand in mine, into your icy blues then i'd say to you that's a nice internal rhyme we could take to the highway with this trunk of ammunition too i'd end my days with you in a hail of bullets that's pretty bonnie bonnie e and clyde e
0: yeah the interlude says all we are all we are is dust in the wind oh wait i mean this
1: it's kind of weird to say that in a song i mean this i mean this until the end of every well i
0: assumed but now that you're just saying that you mean it now i don't know if you actually (laughs) yeah now i doubt it
1: (laughs) (laughs) now that you brought it up i'm starting to doubt it yeah all we are all we are is bullets i don't know that seems kind of like a poetic bluff to me a little bit As lead
0: rains will pass on through our phantoms forever, forever like scarecrows that fuel this flame, we're burning forever and ever. Um, There's a dozen reasons in this gun, like a bed of roses. Uh, Yeah, that's so. It's just you know, it's kind of like doomed, doomed romance, and I can I can understand the appeal of this kind of song. Yeah, especially if you're a kid and just like everyone kind of sucks and you're just like, well, I'm only connecting with this other person that I'm like sexually attracted to. And, uh, it's, know, I'm completely immersed in this relationship and everyone else doesn't really get it. And, um, <clears throat> they aren't obsessed with this relationship the way that I am. So they must be dumb. And like, yep. it's sort of this us against the world kind of attitude. And yeah. I can relate to that. Although I think it's, you know, childish, but I don't necessarily think that My Chemical Romance or Gerard Way, the writer of this song, well, well, actually, it doesn't look like he wrote it. He's like the last
1: credit, yeah, there are lots of people who wrote this one, Matt policier, Mikey Way, which is his brother, Ray well, Toro, and Gerard Way.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if they're fairly self aware and they're just like, no, we enjoy this like kind of sappy bullshit, and that's what we like, yeah,
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like those kinds of lyrics in this album. Where if there is a narrative or a concept, it's pretty unclear, and you'd have to just grasp at what seem to be poetic bluffs, basically, to construct the narrative out of it. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, it's their first album. Yeah. You know, so maybe things get better. Okay. So mu- musically, uh, I gotta say, I think one of the main reasons that I disliked this album. Or, and was uh, underwhelmed by it, is um, the mixing. Uh, there is a lot of um, affected singing mm-hmm. in this, um, and, and screaming, and sort of yelling, and rasping, and things like that, um, which can be really powerful tools in especially this kind of music. Um, but it is not mixed very well. And it is not like compressed very well in order to make those moments powerful Um, because screaming um, in in a controlled way or like, like yelling or rasping, like those aren't actually very sonically powerful sounds Mm -hmm. Um, because you're, you're limiting, you're you're basically distorting your own voice and you're like, you're, creating t- these tiny apertures that you're sort of like pushing too much air through. Um, and it doesn't actually sound very powerful unless you have the uh, equipment to like make it sound big. Um, mm-hmm. Great example. I've said this a lot on the show, but like AC/DC when he's singing like Back in Black, Back in Black, Mendesk, um, he, piece he's peace. like, Yeah, he's like that loud. He's not very loud at all. He's just got a tiny like little aperture in his throat that he's like blowing air through at a high velocity but it's so small um, that it's just, it's the timbre of an overblown like, but like low volume and then into the microphone and then it's like compressed and then made and isolated and then made huge sounding. Yeah. So like that's like how you get those sounds as far as I know um, and it just seemed like they didn't have they didn't record this very well, because any time that he's not singing, uh, it sounds really uh, meek, mm-hmm. <laughs> like when he yells and when he screams. It just sounds really like, yeah, it's just uh, pitiful <laughs> to me.
1: <laughs> the thing so
0: I'm excited to have it be more effective, maybe, in future
1: mm-hmm. albums. The thing that it really made me think of is a uh, secular Five Iron Frenzy.
0: Oh, yeah, what you sure. That? Yeah, I, Five Five Iron Frenzy was a Christian ska band.
1: That eventually became a Christian hardcore slash emotional hardcore band, question mark. They got pretty emo-y, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really listen uh, to them. Were, much. You, were
0: you into Five Iron Frenzy? Not
1: really very much. My brother listened to them a lot though. Oh back back during the back in the day, that was like yeah. that was like the um, we chose our avatars. He chose Five Iron Frenzy and I chose Radiohead. And uh, I think I one came of out you chose better. better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of us chose wisely, one of us yeah. chose poorly. Hi, Cameron, if you're listening. Uh, my brother's also I- <laughs> named Cameron, um, which actually came up during the wedding because both of my groomsmen were named Cameron. And so, yes, this led to.
0: People thought that was hilarious. It's
1: so funny. <laughs> there were so many fun
0: it was a real comedy of errors yeah
1: it was like a shakespearean comedy everyone got married at the end and by everyone i mean everyone I like, who matters and that means me i kept photo
0: bombing the, the family wedding <laughs> shoots you know it's
1: like cameron get over here and cameron would be like yeah. okay and i was like no the other cameron ding dong yeah and I did, I did a lot of funny bits that i don't think even you were privy to where i was like well cameron's got a three-piece suit but cameron's got a two-piece suit so i don't know <laughs> that's hilarious dude. So I love that. fucking funny <laughs> oh it's my funny god <laughs> <laughs> Woo. okay yeah so radiohead is better than five iron frenzy i'm ready to make that assertion
0: all right so i have one uh i have one sound sample from this song uh that i have titled if you're looking for (laughs) it in the google drive demolition lovers world's most boring guitar solo
1: i don't know and i
0: think you'll find it is there's
1: a lot of competition though on the other hand
0: i'm gonna have to wake you up
1: wait this is a guitar solo
0: Uh (laughs) It doesn't it doesn't sound like it. It really doesn't. Wait, hold on.
1: I'll edit this out. I mean, maybe No, it totally is. You're right. There's a solo in there, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's just like he's playing like one note. Yeah, Yeah, hopefully it comes through better, but Oh, my God. That's so boring. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: I think it's the only guitar solo on the whole album other than a couple, like, kind of finger-picky moments. you mm-hmm. um, can see why. And, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. Why? I was so, so spoiled after covering Slayer. You yeah. You know,
1: it's just... <laughs> Those guys were virtuosic. It was amazing.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Actually, you bring up... uh. Well, it makes me think of the first song on this album, which is called Romance. Oh, yeah. Um, which is an instrumental played on a classical guitar that uh, is apparently a traditional 19th century um, like Spanish piece of guitar music.
0: Yeah, composed by an unknown 19th century musician.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like parlor music. Um yeah. So, and that's that's played pretty competently. It sounds like they're, they they kind of know what they're doing with this piece yeah. of guitar music. So, yeah. I mean, we could take a listen to that if we want a little bit more musicianship from these guys.
0: It sort of sounds like it's like the fur elise of like span- like uh classical guitar pieces, yeah <laughs> like i don't I don't think it actually is like if there would be one, it would probably be the
1: mean, yeah, if we're one. talking about i mean it would probably be uh para Alicia, if anything, yes, a, a bilingual joke uh yeah, that's Fair. gonna
0: go way over the heads of. <laughs>
1: Or would we, maybe we'd be poor, poor Alicia. Been a long time since I spoke much Spanish.
0: Yeah, so someone knows how to play a little bit of classical guitar, at yeah. least that much. You're right, I unfairly judged them.
1: <laughs> yeah, and by therefore, by the transitive property, that guitar solo was awesome from Demolition Lovers.
0: Uh. So apparently this was in the film Dawn of the Dead, which I have not seen.
1: I haven't seen the original, actually. I've seen the remake. Which has the, the uh, Richard Cheese uh, "Down with the Sickness" cover, which oh, is pretty really? hilarious. Yeah, ooh, wah, ah, um, ah.
0: <laughs> isn't isn't there a "On the Dead"? Like, don't they give birth to a zombie baby in it?
1: Um, ooh, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I saw it. I almost typed well, "Dawn of the Dad. <laughs> oh, Zack Snyder was involved in that one. I forgot about that. Yes, yes, yes. It is a zombie baby. You're right. Good old Mm -hmm. Zach. Um, Yeah, what song do you want to listen to next?
0: uh, So let's listen to track number two. Honey, this mirror isn't big enough for the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So this song is is a bit confusing because it seems to be a uh a breakup song um mm-hmm. but uh within the song it's pretty inc- inconsistent like you know the speaker in the song is saying oh baby let me in mm-hmm. um and then we're not working out and then like uh uh and, and, uh, and then the chorus is, and you can't keep my brother and you won't fuck my friends, and we're not working out, we're not working out this time, I mean it, never mind the times I've seen it. Um, and then it goes back to, well, then it's like, never, 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 no, never again, but then it's like, oh, baby, oh, baby, let me in.
1: So, yeah, I don't know. Make up
0: your mind.
1: <laughs> I mean, maybe it seems to be kind of the point of the song that he's conflicted, I guess, just because it's repeated so many times. Um, yeah, but maybe. to what end is the question that I have. Um, and then there's
0: also, apparently he, uh, Gerard he- Way has uh, introduced this song at a concert before by saying, this song is about sucking feet for cocaine.
1: <laughs> no, that's not what he said, Cameron. Don't censor yourself uh, like cable TV. TV.
0: That was the TD <laughs> Uh Sucking dick for cocaine.
1: Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what he said about it. This song is about but sucking dick for I don't cocaine. think there's
0: anything in, in the lyrics that uh, support
1: yeah, that. Yeah, so. it's mostly about the breakup. I mean, it opens with the verse, the amount of pills I'm taking counteracts the booze I'm drinking. Hmm. And this vanity I'm breaking lets me live my life like this. I guess vanity being a pun on like the vanity mirror for the title, uh. I guess. Mm. But then that's yeah. seven years bad luck, Cameron. He should have thought yeah. that through, honestly. How many albums would they have, if not for that? Yeah. Uh, yeah I do, they, I do like the details. pretty inscrutable. I do like the details uh, in the first chorus, you can't touch my brother and you can't keep my friends, which is, um, I think that's, those are uh, good details to throw into a song about a breakup. He takes it a step further sure. in the next chorus where he says, and you can't keep my brother and you won't fuck my friends. Muddies the meaning of it, and it's hard to follow, I think. But the first time, I feel like that, those are good details.
0: Uh, In the You Won't Fuck My Friends, there's a genius annotation with this gif of uh, Frankenstein throwing a woman into a lake. (laughs) And and it just says GTFO. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh, that's when he throws the little
1: girl in the lake. Aw. I haven't seen it, but it's pretty funny. Doesn't she die after he does that? What? I think so. I think that was the point of that scene. And that's what causes all the townspeople to get their torches and pitchforks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Well, uh the main things that I wanted to highlight in the uh, music uh are some more just kind of bad vocals. Um if you'll uh pull up the tracks that say Honey This Mirror Goblins and Honey This Mirror More Goblins.
1: More goblins. Okay. Here's goblins. It's like Cartman. <laughs> dance, magic dance you remind me of the the fuck how's it go you remind me of the child fuck no
0: i'll I'll edit it get a
1: good take okay you're um you remind me of the baby the power Uh, of the the voodoo power who do you do all right whatever (laughs) fuck it who gives a shit (laughs) honey this mirror more goblins (laughs) See what you mean about the mixing not being good because I think if this were mixed better, it would not sound like goblins so much.
0: That could sound really intense and like cool, yeah, uh, potentially. Potentially, if it were mixed and/or recorded correctly, yeah. But uh, yeah, it just sounds like so meek. The other thing is the vocals, and I was listening to some decent through some decent headphones, and I feel like the vocals are mixed pretty high and the instrumentals are vic- mixed pretty low mm-hmm. and that also just makes it sound uh, just like uh, like it's coming from a tiny speaker yeah like it sounds like you it's it sounded like listening through an iPhone um, speaker mm-hmm. when i was listening with good headphones
1: i hope the next album has better production
0: i hope so too yeah. i would like to enjoy some of this music <laughs> because <laughs> i would there's, like there's to not enjoy like, it. There's not like that much substance in here musically, so like right. it has to at least sound sound good, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, which is never wrong, lead vocalist Gerard Way had to perform vocals while having a dental abscess, making vocal work difficult for him. So that's Maybe another. That's why he's like. That's factor. <laughs> <laughs> he just got really mad at his abscesses, so he just going rah 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 rah. Yeah. Uh, let's keep blazing along. Um, you want to talk about? Uh, vampires Will Never Hurt You?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Sticks and stones may break your bones, but... That classic say... So this song is... I think the main problem with this song is that it's very unclear whether it's supposed to be a metaphor and if it is a metaphor, what it's a metaphor for or or, because it mostly just seems to be about (coughs) literal vampires. Right. And if they get me and the sun goes down into the ground and if they get me, take the spike to my heart and if they get me and the sun goes down and if they get me, take the spike and you put the spike in my heart. (laughs) Yeah. So it spends a lot of time you talking about...
0: You in my heart.
1: <laughs> down, out, down, out, down, down, Yep. It spends a lot of time talking about how to kill vampires and how they might die. It's it's a vampire killing procedural. Basically, it's, yeah. It's the, the wiki how entry of a vampire attack. <laughs> can you take this spike? Step one. Step two. Will it fill our hearts with thoughts of endless nighttime sky? Step three. Can you take this spike? I'm asking again for some reason. Step four. Will it wash away <laughs> this jet black feeling? Uh, The uh, genius uh, contributor,
0: uh, Gab Yayao, this was five years ago, says, Vampires Will Never Hurt You is a wonderfully intriguing song, (laughs) full of (laughs) suspenseful instrumentals and vocals. Oh. The song is almost eerie as it shows the sacrifice and desperation of a man who doesn't want to become a vampire, a mainstream member
1: of society. That's not in the song at (laughs) all. There's nothing to indicate that vampire is a metaphor for a mainstream member of society.
0: Well, Nathan, there is almost a fantasy air to this song, even though it focuses on the topic of rebelling.
1: There is almost a fantasy air to this song. (sighs) Hmm. There are some good lines here there. And now the nightclub sets the stage for this. They come in pairs. She said, we'll shoot back holy water like cheap whiskey. They're always there. That's, that's pretty fun. Yeah. I can see that being like a I Buffy like scene or something.
0: That's kind of nice. Yeah. More of that kind of Bonnie and Clyde doomed romance kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. And there's, they got some like kind of uh, uh, more grammatical slayer stuff going on in places. Someone get me to the doctor. Someone get me to a church where they can pump this venom gaping hole. Um, I'm reading, uh-huh.
0: sorry, there's this uh, other <laughs> genius uh, annotation uh, that says, is Gerard Way a vampire? <laughs> of course not, but I have nothing better to do, so here we go. <laughs> For starters, Gerard has plenty of vampire quotes, including, and in quotes, vampires are the best beast you could ever be. I guess that's a pretty vampire quote. Yeah. You could say that. That's something a vampire would say. Uh Uh, This is something else a vampire would say. I want to be a vampire. They're the coolest
1: monsters. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what a vampire would say, to throw you off the scent. Uh, (laughs) Because he makes you think that he wants uh, to be a vampire instead of already is a vampire. Ah, It's so obvious. Gerard
0: also appeared to look very much like one in the past, including the many, many photo shoots of him covered in blood. There's yeah. also the undeniable fact that he doesn't age and then it's a back to back picture. And I got to say they have a point here. Yeah. It's him at 16 and him at 36. I look almost um, identical. Yeah. Just like you could see a little bit more like definition in his face in 36, but barely Yeah, like he does look like a little baby boy and yeah. he's pretty cute.
1: Yeah. He's a cute little baby face. Yeah. Yeah. This is just making me want to watch uh, what we do in the shadows do you watch that show
0: uh the show
1: yeah they made a show out of it dog
0: i don't i don't watch the show is it good yeah i like it it's pretty fun oh i because i watched the trailer and i thought that it looked bad
1: the show did well the trailer yeah oh it's uh i don't know if it's quite as good as the movie well yeah but i think it has some really good stuff in it There's this one episode where they're like fighting with werewolves and Arge Barker is the, uh, the leader of the werewolves and Arge Barker is hilarious always. And, uh, there's some very good werewolf stuff.
0: I, I just, I feel like, uh, Napoleon dynamite style humor is like, it it just smells really bad if it's not done like perfect. Mm. You know, you could just like, Ooh, this is trying to be quirky, you know, (laughs) like, Mm. uh, and I feel like that's, yeah, being being cute and funny at the same time is just so hard to do, and I feel like so few people can actually pull it off. Uh, Taika Waititi being um, a- among the best of them.
1: I so. don't know if they're going for necessarily a Napoleon Dynamite <coughs> kind of vibe, so much as just like here are a bunch of very unself-aware people, ridiculous.
0: That you just described Napoleon Dynamite.
1: But it's no. You, but you, you you said like specifically the quirkiness of Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. I don't think it necessarily has the quirkiness that Napoleon Dynamite does. It doesn't have the like weird right. non-sequiturs of like I found out it was my hair that was making me hot so I cut off all my hair. <laughs> it doesn't have like that kind of like lol random stuff. I don't
0: I don't think that's a non-sequitur. I think that's like a legitimate part of the like the plot <laughs> that is justifiable. I think it's weird, okay. but he's clearly okay. like he's not ready to st- he's not confident enough to step up and be president. Uh, and he's just like, I'm feeling hot. Uh, what do I do? I'm going to cut off all my hair. <laughs> like he's having like a breakdown.
1: Oh, okay. So he's like, he's self-sabotaging. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. So I, I don't, I didn't remember that scene being that. So, okay. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I'm willing to
0: die for the shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I ride for my Napoleons. I die for my Napoleons.
0: <laughs> that's my my wife and I, uh, that's our favorite uh, marriage meme. Like meme in our marriage is just uh, singing Kendrick Lamar lyrics about uh, everyday things. Like, <laughs> like whether we're going to have pork tacos or fish tacos for dinner. I'm willing to die for this <laughs> shit.
1: Yeah. Tacos are important. If there's one thing I've learned in my almost 32 years on this planet, it's that tacos are very important. It's true. It's true. Um, anything else to say about
0: this song? I've had like 10 tacos in the last 24 hours, and I'm doing great.
1: That's awesome. Good for you. You're really living your that best taco life. life. <laughs> um, you have two uh, sound I got samples. Nothing else to you say. have two sound samples.
0: Oh, oh yeah. So they le- they end. Like, you were joking about how much uh, they use the word and in this song. So here's a great example. Uh It's just ending a line on and.
1: (laughs) He goes and (laughs) and then and again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a commercial break. And then you see the last couple seconds.
1: For... That like that like really um, one-ups Paul McCartney in this ever-changing world in which we live in. Because at least he oh, didn't yeah. put two ins in a row, you know?
0: This... Uh, I kind of like the lyric, and this is the last thing I have to say about this song. Um, uh, and you must keep your soul like a secret in your throat.
1: I have notes on that. I said, "Is I think this is a good line. Yeah. I think I'm being generous here. Yeah. I think uh, this line would best would work best if he was going undercover among the vampires or something. I don't know if there's any indication that he is or something or this other person is the you of this song. I don't know. But uh, you have a sound sample of
0: undercover vampire.
1: (laughs) Undercover vampire this fall on CBS. Uh, Yeah. So you you have a sound sample of that line why do you why do you want oh i thought
0: you i was waiting for you to do it um i i i don't know that it's not necessarily worth hearing
1: oh let's listen to it then (laughs) And 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 if they come and get me what if you put the spike in my heart he keeps saying Stop spike. Yelling. He keeps saying Stop. spike, and it makes me so mad. It's obvious. It's clearly a stake. It's not a spike. Yeah, a spike is made a of spike. metal, and a stake is made of wood. Okay, get it right. It. I'm willing to die for this shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh boy, I should write a. Um. Oh boy, how much am I going to get completely brigaded by my Chemical Romance fans if I put an annotation on spike and say? that uh this is uh incorrect and they should actually say steak
0: well here's the thing i feel like the intersection of my chemical romance fans and vampire lore enthusiasts might um might not be much of a venn diagram it might be more (laughs) of uh as you would say a hoop um Uh so maybe maybe you would be fine (laughs)
1: Okay. Here I'm gonna I'm gonna like really, really just like uh go overboard on uh Okay. I'm I'm writing this is one of the most egregious errors in all of MCR's oeuvre. Spike is clearly an object made of metal. The word they were looking for is stake. But of course I have to I have to start the whole thing with actually comma.
0: how about you do a well actually or an um actually
1: (laughs) um actually (laughs) oh do a well um actually well um actually oh boy that's that's a lot dog yeah well go go bigger and and then go home in that order is what i always say okay um well actually this is one of the most egregious errors in all of mcr's oeuvre.
0: very good
1: i'm not a mansplaining asshole i just play one on the internet <laughs> all right everyone everyone uh, all of our listeners go on there and upvote my annotation Yes. i want it to be canon now
0: <laughs> come on thinkers
1: <laughs> thinkers assemble next song what do you want to talk about
0: well uh, so we already talked about drowning lessons in the uh, in the bracket. Did we? So we don't necessarily need to do that. I think we should talk about uh head first for halos. Okay.
1: Oh boy, there's a lot of unearned stuff in this song. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, I think I'll blow my brains against the ceiling. And as the fragments of my skull begin to fall, fall on your tongue like pixie dust. Just think happy thoughts. Oh boy. Oh boy. Gross. That's bad. don't. (laughs) I... I do like the way that um, the annotators express themselves about these songs. Head First for Halos is a song about suicide and depression. Behind the skillful guitar, vocals, and drums, there is extreme meaning.
0: Extreme.
1: (laughs) 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 They decided that it would be a healthy challenge to try and pull the song off after they realized how much meaning it held. (laughs) 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 Okay. Uh, the lead singer apparently. So I think. Hmm?
0: Go ahead. Go I was going to say
1: Gerard Way apparently has said about this song: "This is a song about suicide. Don't do it." And yet this All song right. seems to make uh seems to be designed to make me want to. <laughs> I don't know. It it seems kind of glorifying. Of, you hate it. <laughs> it seems kind of glorifying of suicide in kind of a wallowing way that I don't really appreciate. It kind of an emo way, would you say? Well, yeah. Sure. Why not?
0: Being so flippant about suicide, I think so serious that's em that's pretty emo, that's MCR. emo as hell, dog it's pretty emo so I think to emphasize to emphasize um the f- how flippant it is the um they are about this very serious topic uh the song is constructed like a like a Sinatra song um it's just, but with like a... What do you mean? Pop punk.
1: What does that mean? I mean
0: like the, the chord progression and the melody oh. is something you would hear in a Sinatra song.
1: Listen to this uh, sound sample. Whoops. Damn it. Oh no, wrong one. This one.
0: You're totally right. Yeah, that down.
1: Fall
0: on your tongue like pixie dust Just think happy thoughts And as the fragments of my skull begin to fall, Fall on your tongue like pixie dust <laughs> Just think happy thoughts
1: <laughs> I think, uh, You can have a big band behind there <laughs> Yeah Oh boy You're totally so I think, right I think that's on what? purpose Yeah
0: I think they're trying to be like, you know, kind of cute um, With their progression to make it sound more flippant yeah it's like
1: i did it my way it really Um, this is the song that sounds the most like five iron too i'd say
0: oh yeah they were big into that
1: yeah they really love that sinatra shit
0: and we'll fly home fly home you and i will fly home come on that's those
1: are basically sinatra lyrics too yeah yeah dog i i yeah i don't think they earned this song at all
0: So, uh, maybe, maybe we should do, uh, like an emo meter, um, an emometer. Yeah. (laughs) Let's call it the (laughs) emometer. The emometer. Um, so, uh, let's talk about the songs we've talked about so far. Um, Demolition Lovers, that's emo because it's, um, uh, the two characters having a doomed romance.
1: Them against the world. Very emo.
0: Them against the world. Yeah. Um, like, basically, they would rather die um, than, like, exist in the world on its own terms. Yep. Um, and then what else do we got?
1: Um, vampires? Uh, so, <laughs> the Vampires song? Doesn't so, seem very emo to me. Uh, It's a little bit emo, yeah, maybe, but not very.
0: Yeah. I mean, it depends. If you read that vampires are mainstream society, which... I guess, but it's like, it's not at all present in the song. Little, yeah, but ultimately it's about like, uh, um, not wanting, well, I don't know. I think it's more rebellious than it is doomed.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. Is there it's always more an element a of like an agency doomedness and tragedy in the emo? Do you think?
0: I think, I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I could see that. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I feel like there's more agency in it and like the decision to uh, have a uh, suicide in it, which is, doesn't actually happen in the song, but you know, that put a spike in my heart. <laughs> yep. Is uh it was a stake in my heart. Steakums. Real good. Um, is, mm, Steakums is, is more of an empowered decision, um, as opposed to a, uh, helpless end it all kind of attitude. Right. Um, the honey, this mirror, the breakup song, I don't I don't know how much I mean it that is seemed emotional. Pretty emo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like it so to me.
0: This is sounding pretty pretty emo. Yeah. Um I think the Drowning Lessons um the Drowning Lessons song is like maybe less emo because it's this storytelling and it's um very unclear it's about storytelling. A it's about a, I guess it's about a person killing someone for someone he loves, which is uh, technically an emo. Well, it seems more cold <laughs> than emotional. Yeah. You know,
1: that shit is cold. So,
0: so I don't know if that one's email. I uh, I don't remember that I, song
1: at all from the bracket or anything, or, or from listening uh, to the uh, album. It's,
0: it's it's part of the Demolition Lovers saga, which so I guess like. I guess in the desert, maybe only one of them died and Gerard Way's character is still alive and then he makes a deal with the devil according to all his genius annotations that like if he murders uh, a thousand evil souls, then he can have his bride back or whatever. So Mm. ostensibly, I don't know.
1: It's kind of like Spawn, I guess. I don't know.
0: I've never seen or read Spawn.
1: I know of it, but I don't know it. That was a productive Uh, uh, avenue of discussion that Nathan opened up and really nailed it.
0: Great. What about Spawn, though? What Um, what about
1: Spawn? I I have nothing to say about it, but I'll bring it up.
0: (laughs) I have this uh, sound sample that says uh, weakest part of the song, and I don't remember what it is. Let's see. Uh-y. And then they scream. Aye. Uh, there, there is some kind of interesting, well, not interesting, but it's some impressive technicality on drums and guitar. Just some like really fast
1: playing that I think sounds pretty good. Hmm, impressive drums and guitar with extreme meaning. Well, yeah, that just sounds like someone doing a workout. <laughs>
0: Yeah, those are in time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like someone doing a, um, like the, the equivalent of going to the gym, but for a guitar.
0: Yeah, I think that's how a lot of guitarists think.
1: Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, mm-hmm. um, don't skip let's musicianship see. day. Uh, let's talk about um, one of the more successful songs, I think Cubicles. It's Cub. what you cubicles so this uh this takes cubicles uh the the uh, little like office cubbies As kind of a metaphor for um, uh, just like the dehumanization of the workplace, which was pretty common in the 90s and early aughts, um, which I think is kind of hilarious because nowadays people are pining away for the days of cubicles because they've been replaced by something much, much worse, which is open office (laughs) plans. Uh, People would kill for a cubicle these days.
0: I need my space. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's take this entire generation of introverts and make them like constantly avoid eye contact with each other. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and constantly be Skip talking them. over each other. Oh God! Yeah. Um, so there's some pretty great opening lines in this. Actually, it's the tearing sound of love notes drowning out these gray stained windows, and the view outside is sterile. And I'm only two cubes down. Like that. Those are pretty good opening lines. Like yeah. Yeah. Really sets the scene. Sets the scene, and then it introduces the the uh, narrator and says there are only two cubes down, but then it leaves a little mystery, like two cubes down from what? Hmm. And then the, the next lines are not quite as successful. I'd photocopy all the things they're that we cute. could be. If you took the time to notice me, but you can't now, I don't blame you, and it's not your fault that no one ever does. So it gets kind of maudlin and a little bit like nice guy for my taste. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, I've I've been in those kinds of situations and felt those feelings. So I don't know. It's it's definitely this, like this
0: red pill over here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> See what? <laughs> oh god. See what you need to do is you need to break yourself free from involuntary celibacy, and the way you do that is you follow my twelve step program, and all you got to do is uh, pay me a subscription fee, and I'll get on Skype and give you seduction tips. Yeah Mm mm-hmm uh Uh,
0: give us a little taste oh god (laughs) i'm seduction tips i can't
1: i can't maintain this bit what are you talking about uh Uh, see you should um hate the game so uh you just suck on a woman's feet and then you ask her for cocaine (laughs) chicks love that shit yep um yeah so yeah this is this is a, a pretty good song it's like a, a someone who was pining away for a co-worker and the co-worker left and now they'll never be able to get together um it mostly reminds me of this flight of the concord song every day i look across the office floor there you were your head down to your legs and your legs down to the floor <laughs> leggy blonde goodbye goodbye
0: now that you are gone, I'll never see you here for tech repair. Wish you knew how much I loved your legs and your hair.
1: <laughs> it's basically that song.
0: Man, I'll never cease to say, like, how good of songwriters um, and pa- pastiche writers uh, Flight of the Concords are. Like, it's obviously parody, but, like, it's so close to the thing that they're...
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. But it's, like, better written than... <laughs> Yeah. The thing they're parodying.
0: There should be like a hashtag not fly to the concords. Yeah. Like like a, not the onion, you know? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, some of the later lines I, or the chorus, I guess, um, I'm, I'm with it until the very last line, but you don't work here anymore. I, it's just a vacant three by four and they might fill your place. A temporary stand in for your face. This happens all the time and I can't help but think I'll die alone. Mm, all right yeah i mean it's i don't want to like sh- shit on them for that because that is those are feelings that people have and it's a conclusion that people come to and it's, it's true just bad sh-
0: storytelling and bad songwriting
1: uh, yeah i guess <laughs> and it, it's just like yeah it's kind of embodying the most juvenile uh expressions of this character who seems to be a very juvenile <laughs> character anyway but yeah yeah, but it uh, it doesn't. I know
0: you don't work here anymore. I know you don't work here anymore. Six times. Yeah, <laughs> that's the bridge.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wonder if if the if they that person works there anymore. If only they could make it clear uh, somehow.
0: I think I'd love to die. This is an emo song.
1: Yeah, I think I'd love to die alone. Yeah, it's I yeah I, I don't know. Pretty
0: emo I, MCR.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think there are parts of the song that are pretty successful, but also, yeah, it, it doesn't make me, it doesn't convince me that MCR is more mature than the, uh, juvenile character they're writing about. It feels like they're about on the same yeah, yeah. level. That's the thing, huh? Yeah. It really seems like they're, they're, uh, extremely moved by this very juvenile emotional situation.
0: Hey, maybe maybe we should talk about uh, another kind of specific storytelling song. Uh, this is the best day ever.
1: Okay, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, this has some clear narrative, which I was I was just pining for in some of the other songs on this album. Yeah. Yeah. And they stared so, us down so, when we met in the emergency room. Whoa! There it is. Oh, wow, it's a specific place and an action happening. And in our beds, I could hear you breathe with help from cold machines. Every hour on the hour, they drew blood. Whoa, specific details. This is great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh well, I felt I couldn't take another day inside this place from silent dreams we never wake, and in this promise that we'll make. Starless eyes, for heaven's sake, but I hear you anyway. Um, it gets a little, you know, emo. Uh, I mean, in the, like, sort of poetic, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just sort of waxing there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is about uh, two, two lovers. Uh, I was going to say
1: young lovers. I don't know if they're young. Maybe they're old people. I- uh, that would actually... That would be pretty cool. I be a lot better. Really doubt that. That's what uh, MCR is writing about. Yeah, I
0: also doubt it. But uh, they're in this hospital, and uh, they decide to run away together. Um, which uh, I don't know. I think is a little bit sweet. Yeah.
1: And then eventually, um, yeah. uh, they go and burn down a Ferris wheel.
0: So I think that that is it. Is a poem.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a metaphor.
0: <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to start saying something's a poem instead of a metaphor from now on. <laughs> That's
1: actually that line's very good. That a poem. That's very good. Uh, yeah. It's an individual so little I, mini poem.
0: <laughs> uh, the best poems are are every line is a poem. It's poems and <laughs> poems. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, someday this day set the Ferris wheel ablaze. I think they're talking about, like, just being sick of the circular just like going through the motions like Whoa. another day in the hospital and they're just like no let's burn it all down because if they leave the hospital like it doesn't specifically say this but that's probably not a good idea
1: yeah I don't think you should <laughs> but, have a ferris wheel at a hospital that seems like a safety hazard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could it's get, a poem you get tangled up in the IV cords and like the the dialysis lines and all that shit Although, it would be pretty cool if you could, like, push a little gurney onto, like, a Ferris wheel and it would, like, slot into it and then the person could, like, go up and then see the hospital that's and be some, like, Wee! That's some
0: Patch Adams shit right
1: there. <laughs> Cameron, laughter is the very best medicine. It's even better than medicine.
0: Uh, what's the quote? Uh, uh, Treat the disease, you win, you lose. Treat the... Treat the patient, you win every time, or something.
1: <laughs> is that a line uh, from the movie? him on a
0: Ferris wheel is a fun time.
1: <laughs> is that an actual line from the movie? You treat the the patient, you win every time. Uh, uh, treat. It wouldn't surprise disease. me, but it's also extremely fucking stupid. <laughs> it's. I mean, dumb. I mean, it's it's like sure, I get that you want to establish the value of uh, entertaining patients and making them laugh. But don't try to contrast it with actual medicine and say that it's better.
0: (laughs) I mean, I I did listen to a really interesting podcast. I think it may have been Radiolab. uh, That was talking about the placebo effect Mm -hmm. um, and how um, uh, testing medicine um, against the placebo effect as a control um, has started, like, people are starting to rethink it (laughs) a little bit um, because... uh, The placebo effect is uh an important part of care is like the point they were trying to make Mm -hmm. um and that like the the delivery of medicine can be an important part of a cure um Mm -hmm. and like the getting the body to rally and like uh fix itself which i thought was interesting and i think could like explain a lot of um a lot of alternative medicine, kind of like ideas. Yeah. and obviously it doesn 't work for everything, but what they were specifically talking about was um uh things that are like stress induced um and things that the body does actually have control over in this sort of um, the body's will yeah, you know the body's so.
1: will to power um that's interesting, yeah, but the thing about the placebo effect is. If you give someone actual medicine instead of a placebo, not only do you get the placebo effect, but you also get the effect of the actual medicine.
0: Yeah, you get the placebo effect if you're, um, if you, if it's delivered in the right way. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, with incantations and sacrifices and and incense. the, The,
0: the other point, the other point they were making is that, like, um, To use the placebo effect as control might, might not be the most effective way of testing medicine.
1: Oh yes. If it's
0: an essential part of the cure. That makes sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, someone on the discord, uh, the one person hanging out with us right now, um, uh, posted, uh, a picture of, I'm assuming this is the back of this album and it is a literal burning Ferris wheel. So my bad, it's not a poem. Yeah. Uh, A Ferris wheel was harmed in the making of this album.
1: Yeah. And that seems doubly dangerous if you're burning down a Ferris wheel at a hospital. Because you could really set some hospital shit ablaze. I mean, there's like alcohol in there and like compressed air. And it seems very dangerous. It's very irresponsible of these patients.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Tut, tut.
0: If if I've said it once, I've
1: said it a thousand times. (laughs) (laughs) Don't burn down a Ferris wheel at a hospital. I mean,
0: What do you think? Should we do one more song
1: yeah why not yeah what do you want what do you want uh oh let's do early sunsets over Monroeville." one of the other no. ones that i liked a bit better i think if i remember right Yeah, I didn't like it um, uh, musically specific, Uh, not really. Um, But I like it lyrically better than a lot of these songs. It's basically an adaptation of Dawn of the Dead, or at least a lot of Dawn of the Dead. Um, There's some coherent narratives here, which I, again, was pining for. Running away and hiding with you. I never thought they'd get me here. Not knowing you changed from just one bite. I fought them all off just to hold you close and tight. Like, yeah, that, that happens in that movie. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so
0: just to be, to be clear, this is, um, so I think the Dawn of the Dead that he was inspired by is the, the Romero. Oh, um, right. George A. Romero one from 78, not the Zack Snyder one. Yes.
1: This album actually came out before the Zack Snyder remake.
0: It's like less than 20 years old, I
1: think. In 2004, yeah. 15 yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's some pretty good lines here, too. And should I be shocked now by the last thing you said... Before I pull this trigger, your eyes vacant and stained, and in saying you love me made things harder at best, and these words changing nothing as your body remains. Mm. That's, that's actually maybe some of the best writing on this album. Maybe the best. Mm. Like, to treat that specific situation and say that, yeah, if you say you love me right before you die and turn into a zombie, that just makes it harder, you know? And, and at least in the moment the characters reacting by being like, ah shit, that just made things harder. Maybe later right. on they would like reflect and say like, oh, that was so meaningful that the last thing this person said yeah, was that, that was they love me it. and yeah. it was worth it worth like the extra hardship or whatever. But in the moment he's like, oh, just made things harder. And the words change nothing.
0: <laughs> are you sure you wouldn't have liked a, uh, like an old yeller or air bud style? Like go away. I don't love you anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Harry and the Hendersons.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. We never liked you. Um, shoot, though. Like, those scenes always just fucked me up as a kid.
1: Oh, yeah. That's Wait, you were upsetting. watching zombie movies when you were a kid?
0: No, uh, Air Bud. Oh,
1: oh, right, 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 Yes. They, or
0: whatever movies that happens in.
1: Uh, Old Yeller, I think. Ah, um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: No, he kills his dog in,
1: in that. I don't oh, think right. <laughs> he strangles it barehanded. Spoiler, um, spoiler alert. Yeah. Maybe where the red fern grows or something, or maybe the dog dies in there too. I don't know. But yeah, me too. Those scenes. The dog like, the, fucked the me dog
0: up. saves them from like a cougar or something
1: in that. Saves them from a what?
0: It's sad when dogs die. Those scenes also fucked me up.
1: Yeah. Those are two very uh, fuck upable scenes or scenes that fuck yeah. you up. When dogs die and when you have to drive off something that loves you for its own safety or well being. Those also fucked me up as a kid. Yeah. Yes. Um, there's a good line in here in this song, and there's no room in this hell, there's no room in the next," which uh, gains a little extra meaning because um, mm-hmm. the movie before Dawn of the Dead," which was "Night of the Living Dead," I believe, um, I forget Ah, uh, had the tagline, "When there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth." I think is how it went. Gotcha, Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's a fun little like reference. Like good that. call yeah um, um
0: someone on the discord uh has brought to our attention um the notes on the uh going uh, on the circumference of the c d uh this c d
1: uh-huh
0: unauthorized duplication is a violation of applicable laws uh-huh. and will result in Gerard coming to your house and sucking your blood. he is a vampire <laughs> confirmed he is a vampire. <laughs>
1: Aha! We got him. He fell right or into maybe our trap. He's just,
0: maybe he's just a
1: freak. <laughs> I've he's super freaky. He's a yeah. very kinky singer, <laughs> the kind you don't take home to mama. All right, well, I guess that that does it for uh, this album, huh? I brought. Do we even say the title of the album? It's I brought. Oh no, we didn't. <laughs> I brought you my bullets. You brought me your love. Which aww. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I'm not that into that title.
0: <laughs> no, man, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks.
1: Yeah. It's a little bit uh, melodramatic. Um, but the next one that we're covering next week is Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, which is a better title. Um, yeah. It is better. Uh, and it was their breakout album. I remember this being everywhere. It was... I mean, this was the age when I was going through the weekly advertisements in the sunday paper to look through cd and cd deals and cd player deals
0: i love that yeah
1: there was a lot of like like uh what else um mary j blige and who else uh uh i think maybe the one of the first rihanna albums but this this was always in there it was like in the target ads or the circuit city ads back when circuit city was a thing I kept seeing this album cover three cheers for sweet revenge. Yeah. And I guess well, I'll
0: look forward to it. Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah. Until next week with three cheers for sweet revenge, you can visit us online at box email us at email at boxset Website, uh, tweet us at Toby's podcast, or just get on our discord, which is honestly probably the best thing to do and the best place to go. Um, because it's I think the best thing to do, it's the best thing to do in the world ever. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you can write us a review on iTunes, which would be very, very good. Uh, please do. Yeah, please do. And, uh,
0: you can check out my podcast, get up in the cool. Uh, if you want to hear some, uh, occasionally very emo music, uh, but mostly it's just, uh, fiddles <laughs> and banjos
1: mostly, um, yeah,
0: which, which have the capacity for, uh, to be emo core.
1: Um, so emo.
0: So. But uh, you should check that out, and it's 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 a fun little hang that I do every week. Um, different uh, Appalachian musics, and occasionally other musics. Like yeah. uh, this last week, I had on um, a bunch of people who play uh, New England music, specifically from Rhode Island. Oh, and, uh, interesting! It was, it was really cool. Just down the really road fun. from me. Just down the road.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna check that shit out, and uh, yeah. So thanks for listening everyone and until next week I've been Nathan Hunt and I'm the best beast you could ever be
0: uh, <laughs> I've been camera do it and careful m c r my amometer is pinging
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not you know uh ecstatic at being back here and at work and stuff right i mean it was it was nicer when i was in bermuda and didn't have to do anything
0: bermuda bermuda
1: ooh i want bermuda to bermuda bermuda <laughs> come on to bermuda
0: <laughs> uh yeah bermuda that's be great. you should get married um like 20 times and go to each of those places. Except for you can't go to Kokomo because it's
1: fake, right? I can just go to Kokomo, Indiana. That's close enough. Oh, there you go. <laughs>